Doc Doc Goose podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Doc Doc Goose podcast. My name is Sean Palmer. I'm one of your docs. Here's Ben Imes. He's one of your other docs. Still a doctor, not a provider. And our goose is back with us, Maddie Imes. Quack, quack. I feel like that's what a duck says. <laughs> What's a goose say? Honk. A go- oh, yeah. A goose says honk. honk. <laughs> <laughs> we, we let him go for one episode and he forgets what a goose says. Oh, my uh, God. Sorry. Honk, honk. Thank you for contributing. <laughs> Sean can edit it. Oh, no, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> quack, all right. Quack. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us for another episode. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Sarah Brooks on the last episode. If you have not yet listened to it, go back and download it. Shame on you for jumping ahead to episode seven. Sarah joined us for a riveting discussion about being an online health coach and her journey. We told you a little bit at the beginning of that episode that we have a little bit new format, that we're not trying to cram lots of stuff into a single episode anymore, but we're starting to cut them up into several episodes uh, to make it a little bit easier to listen to and a little bit easier for me to edit, because let's be honest, I have other jobs to do. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> uh. No, you, may have, you may They're have you may have other boring. jobs, but nothing as important. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's we'll go with that. Ben just gave me a great reminder that I should remind you all that this is the podcast that is never politically correct, but always HIPAA compliant. I really want to make a shirt that says that. Do you think people would wear that? Uh, I would wear it to work. Not that says the podcast is, but just says never politically correct, always HIPAA compliant. I'd wear that shirt. I, maybe on the front and yeah. on the back, like never politically correct. And then on the back, always HIPAA compliant. And just our logo. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. We're going to start we selling those. Should... Yes, please. I would first, buy one or, I'd buy one or two to... of those. First, we have to get money to print them. And then we will start selling them. Let's start a GoFundMe for this. Brilliant. I miss uh, those commercials from Guinness. While we are on the topic, let us remind you that this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not establish a physician-patient relationship with you, does not establish an architect-client relationship with you, and it also does not establish a PT... Patient. Patient. (laughs) I was trying to think of something clever, and the train just did not leave the station at all. So uh, a PT-patient relationship as well. Um, We are just three people talking about stuff and you are listening to us talk so the joke is on you (laughs) (laughs) the longest april fool's joke running so far (laughs) they're on episode seven they're like why am i still listening to these guys (laughs) how do you unsubscribe from itunes Google's recording of what people are, are searching is just pinging off the chart right now. How do I unsubscribe <laughs> from Goose? I quickly have a fun story for you guys from this week. 
quickly. One, one of my favorite things about uh, about what I do is uh, is just getting to meet several different people. And you never know who's going to walk through your doors and what they're going to talk about and what they're going to share about their life with you. And I had a very special one this last week. This uh, patient has a very special pet. This pet is a pig. Mm. Not only is this a pig, but this pet is a 200-pound pig. What? That lives in the home with him. Is it a seeing eye pig? (laughs) <laughs> no, it's a therapy pig. Oh, okay. Which reminds you of another story I need to tell you later. <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone's wondering where that one's going to go. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> you, had, you had bacon for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy is telling me about this pig's breakfast that it eats every day. And it, if it does not get this breakfast every day, it gets very, very angry. And it will not eat anything but this. Anyone like to venture a guess at what this pig eats for breakfast? Please, please say bacon and eggs. <laughs> oh, he does feed it bacon, by the way. He does. Whoa! That's yeah. cool. Something's wrong with that. I know, I know. Um, but should, have I told you yet its name is Jimmy Dean? <laughs> That's the pig's name. Every morning, he feeds this thing a box of Lucky Charms cereal with a half gallon of milk. He buys these. From Costco, by the pallet. Wow. Wow, indeed. I feel like there's got to be something out there that's like a cheaper therapy animal. Like a therapy parakeet or a therapy <laughs> gerbil. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, little Jimmy Dean. That, that's pretty amazing. A uh, box of Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. So how, how did this come up? Did he bring the pig with him? Like no. when he went to see you, was no. there? So the the, the therapy pig, the therapy pig thing was was just a joke. He he does not actually bring this around. <laughs> Going back to the whole therapy animal thing, that's strange. I did hear this week. I guess it was on the news somewhere that someone has a therapy alligator. Hmm. I don't know what state this was in. I hear it's like a five foot therapy alligator. Have you guys seen this story? No, but uh, I feel like we're diving into the National Enquirer for our news stories. So You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Just wanted to educate everybody. (laughs) Also, I have a therapy alpaca. (laughs) Makes great sweaters. (laughs) Well, in segueing over to health articles... (laughs) um, as As stated on a previous episode, we are going to be going into uh, different formats. So this one is health articles. So episode seven, we'll each be bringing our favorite health articles from the last week or so and ridiculing those who have a bad article instead of just cutting it out. That's right, Maddie. I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ben, you want to bring us your article? You said you're super excited. I am. I've got two of them and I don't know which one, but this one... Uh, this one actually is uh, a good one because it's uh, it's actually a little bit educational as well. Uh, so this one, eating breakfast may not be that helpful for weight loss after all. For those of you who have been told for many years that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, 
you've been lied to. And you heard it here first on the Doc Doc Goose podcast. Breaking news. Uh, this was a new review out in the British Medical Journal. So an actually reasonably well-respected medical journal. That the study found no good evidence that regularly eating breakfast helps us cut down on calories or even avoid weight gaining. And it actually found some evidence that skipping breakfast entirely is better for your weight and waistlines. Intermittent fasting. Man, it's it's here. You always hear it all the time. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And it is if you want to gain weight. Uh, we'll put links to the actual study in the show notes for you. Um, what questions do you guys have? Are you just going to read us the title and that's it? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a long article. So did they, did they talk about intermittent fasting? Um, I don't remember if they actually evaluated any full, um, like actual diets. No, but they didn't actually mention intermittent fasting at all. No. Did they happen to mention what happens if you eat a whole box of Lucky Charms for breakfast? You might be a pig. <laughs> that works in a couple ways, actually. <laughs> Indeed. Um, no, no, they, they actually do not uh, address that. Um, did did yes. they address how tasty bacon is? Ooh. They said that you could eat that for lunch or dinner. Ooh. Breakfast for dinner. It's on. There you go. But breakfast at breakfast time, maybe a bad idea. Uh, you know, there's this whole thing where, like, you we used to think that you had to, like, kind of jumpstart or kickstart your metabolism um, so that then it would work all day long and you'd start losing weight. But that's not a real thing, so don't do that. The more you know. The more you know. Since you guys didn't seem that excited about that one, which I... As somebody I'm pretty did, sure we've talked about this. Motherless goat. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I've brought this up. That's why I was saying before the show, the number of health articles out there is minimum to what we've talked about. Fine, fine. Here's my next article. <laughs> this is okay. a case. This is a case study. Take two. Take two. Case study. Irish doctors report the baffling case of a 33-year-old man who injected his own semen intravenously for a year and a half as a cure to help treat his chronic back pain. We've talked about this too. Not I really. haven't. Not Did really. Work? Just, no, we haven't. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think work? this is a... It did not work. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos for him for trying something new though. <laughs> Kudos. They thought he was trying to commit suicide when he first came into the hospital, and he actually had to convince them that he was treating his back pain. You said that he presented to the ER? Uh, yes, I believe that's the case. What were his symptoms in presenting to the ER? It, was, it, was it like an injection gone wrong? Now, now let, the, all those injections went wrong in yeah. some form or another, but... It wasn't back pain that brought him to the ER, was it? It was no, something no, related no. to this. He um, he had actually uh, developed like uh, free air under the skin, as uh, well as a, a bacterial infection. You mean a genius like that was bad at actually injecting himself as well? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of rough. 
Did he did he misunderstand what what stem cells actually are and how you get those in your body? Uh, Is that where I, this comes from? I believe that he called himself a biohacker, <laughs> uh, where he tried to hack his biology, and um, I hope his biology doesn't actually reproduce. Right. I mean, hopefully those <laughs> uh, those stem cells that he's got there are not viable in the future. So. Wow. Um. And this is apparently the first case report of anybody injecting themselves with <laughs> semen. <laughs> yeah, everyone else that's done it is too embarrassed to report it. <laughs> right. I mean, other people have used mercury, gasoline, lighter fluid, oh, hydrochloric acid, hydrocarbons. Um, Does seem that work? <laughs> also, no. <laughs> so, um, I feel like half of those actually make more sense than the semen thing, though. <laughs> Especially gasoline, I could I could see making the, the bridge onto that. It works for a car. Why won't it work for me? No, I, I do have to point out one thing though. After a careful literature search, <laughs> there is report of the effects of subcutaneous semen injection into both rats and rabbits, uh, but not in humans. So, for what? I, I'm I I don't I don't know. Ben, I'm going to need you to go research those articles and report back <laughs> as a follow-up. Next time on the Doc Doc Goose podcast, how to biohack using semen. I can't wait to write the show notes for that one. <laughs> um, I guess if we really break it down and think about it, <laughs> semen is pretty amazing. I mean, it can, once it meets, <laughs> listen to me. Once it connects to an egg, it can make a human life. So think of all the magical properties within semen. You guys are laughing, but you just I think, named I one think magical this guy property. was actually really smart to try this out. Did I he mean, believe that he was a female at the same time? He just mentioned the egg part, which comes from a female. Well, maybe that's the missing portion. If well, he, for sure. Yeah. So, well, well, if he had both and injected it, maybe that's what's going to cure him. Or he'd have a child growing in his arm. And the child's going to be fixing his arm as it's growing. Ah, ah. Early child labor. Fantastic. No, there's no ways a child could grow in an arm. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> right, that's the part that doesn't make sense. I chose the wrong time to take a drink. Thank you, Maddie, for that one. Oh, gosh. Uh, so the next blog will be photo diaries of Matt injecting semen into his arm, uh, along, with, no. along with random egg particles. So. Well, no. No way. If you'd like to donate, please. <laughs> <laughs> to Matt's hospital Send fund. it to Sean. Yeah. Let Sean deal with it. Oh, my gosh. You can email Matt at matt.imes at holycrap.com. <laughs> wow. So let's well go to your done. first article. Oh, though both those are staying in oh, there. Oh, both articles? What, what was that second one written in? Um... This was written in, hold on, the Irish Medical Journal. <laughs> hold on. And I got I to gotta tell you this. Their, their, uh, their actual title of this article was, in quotations, seemingly harmless back pain. 
clever, clever, clever. Unusual presentation of a subcutaneous abscess. So uh, these guys had a little too much fun. Well done, Ireland. Well done. Thank you, Dunny, Murphy, and Rutledge. Of course Murphy's in there. Freaking Murphy. Uh, Oh, wow. That's good. All right, that was that was good. You, the first one I was a little confused on, but you pulled it around with the second one. Nice work, gentlemen. I assume that Matt needs another couple minutes to nope, to I'm ready. this one out. You, you're ready? Yep. So my article. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> my article comes from medicalnewstoday.com, and. It, the title is How Perfectionism Affects Your Health, Your Mental Health. Ooh. Um, so, just based on the title, that's what the article's about. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it goes... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. So let me get this straight. Your article is about what the title says it's about. Am I getting this correct? Yes, that's correct. Pretty crazy. Um, there. So the main point is uh, just discussing how perfectionism is seen as a good thing a lot of the time. So if you go to a job in- interview and say you're a perfectionist, Usually, it's uh, it's interpreted that okay, you're going to do a good job, and you're going to make sure everything's done right. Um, but the a lot of times, the I guess they're saying the word is kind of misused because true perfectionists um, have a lot of uh, bad qualities associated with it that um, it can lead to suicide, depression, um, the idea that you have an inner voice all the time, uh, self-abuse based on the amount of pressure you're giving. And yeah, so so the article pretty much just talks about uh, the downsides of being a perfectionist and it does give a small bit of hope to perfectionists, saying that um, if you are a perfectionist, you should look at having self-compassion. And some of those things could be um, that, or some of some of the areas you could work on to help that would be doing training, yoga, um, or to budget your goals and plan for for difficulties. Do they talk about what kind of yoga helps you learn self-compassion? Uh, they didn't say a specific yoga. I'm assuming they just meant uh, some sort of um, exercise or relaxation. It's obvious that the answer is goat yoga. Ah, uh, yes, that that does seem obvious now. Maybe. Maybe coming on a future episode of the Doc Doc Goose podcast. Goat yoga. Watch out. Uh, how did you How did you decide that you wanted to pick this article? 
Well, I was given about one minute to look at articles, <laughs> and this was the most interesting one I found within that one minute. That so, go ahead. Here, here's the here's the great thing. Like, if you go to Medical News Today and go to the homepage, like there are so many better ones that you could actually choose. What? <laughs> like <So> you. <laughs> Not Does drinking me. beer before wine ease a hangover? I I saw that. No, Ooh. that we talked about that. Five menstruation myths you must leave behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, colorectal cancer, TV viewing tied to risk of early onset. Like watching TV may give you colon cancer. How is that not amazing? But here you picked. Yeah, uh, goat yoga and self criticism. This is this is a little more believable. <laughs> Watching TV could give you colon cancer. Are we being research. serious here? Uh, <laughs> research. What do you know? Here, wait. Here's 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 one that would have been applicable to today. How does smoking marijuana affect sperm? Why is that applicable today? Well, maybe it wouldn't have Are given that guy an abscess. Marijuana right now. <laughs> I'm just saying his his back therapy treatment might have worked if he oh, smoked some marijuana. Yeah, yeah. Hey, at hey. least he wouldn't have cared about it so much. <laughs> Did I have back pain? Exactly. I don't know. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, oh, poor Matt. We always you know, give you a hard time. I know. Sorry. Do you know anybody that you would um, call a perfectionist? Uh, no. No. Not not. Um, based on the criteria this article gives. So I know people who would say they're perfectionist, mm -hmm. but not to the extent that they're saying um, that uh, perfectionists associate with these, um, I guess, complications uh, or traits mm -hmm. would be. So because... I mean, I think the three of us could say we're, maybe we would say we're perfectionists, but I think that's different from the perfectionist that's being described in this article. Yeah. Um, so when we say we're perfectionists, we're just describing how we treat things, how we do work. It's not saying we need everything perfect all the time. Where this article is talking about people that if one thing's slightly off, it drives them crazy. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, a perfectionist uh, really often provides uh, a form of, like like you were saying, that self-abuse. They're really hard on themselves. They they almost hate themselves when they don't live up to their standards. And and I would I would agree with that. I think according to this article, a lot of us are good enoughers. Instead of yeah, exactly. But good enoughers gets like a, a bad reputation, I guess. If you say good enoughers, that means you're not giving your full amount. So, right. so that's why people use the term perfectionist just liberally because, hey, you're a perfectionist. That means you're giving your best all the time, every time. But yeah. is that really what it means? So, anyways. I feel like attaining perfectionism nowadays is is near impossible. Um, maybe it's just how how maybe myself or others that I see you know, live our lives with so many things going on. Like it is, 
okay, let me just say is for me, like I have a lot of those tendencies of wanting to be like a perfectionist of, of little blemishes, little things, um, really bother me. But when you get involved in so many things, you just realize that it's not even attainable. And like, I'll get in days where I get really frustrated about things. Like, I know that's not right. That's not right. You know, that's not being done, done well. And like, I have to remind myself, um, it's not possible to, to, to have this be perfect, but it's okay not to be. Yeah. And I I think that's the difference between someone who's a perfectionist. It's almost a, I guess you call it a mental illness because they don't see that there is the ability for something not to be perfect. Mm -hmm. But I heard something said recently that uh, was to describe somebody else, but I think also describes me pretty well. I'm a a perfect mixture of OCD uh, and ADHD that everything has to be perfect, but only for a very small amount of time. (laughs) And then I'm on to the next thing. (laughs) Gentlemen, what is the most ridiculous thing you've ever swallowed? (laughs) Uh, Wow. Um, It could be by accident. It could be as a dare. It could be when you're drunk. It could be when you have full faculties and you just decided this sounds fun. What do you think? is the craziest thing you have ever attempted to swallow. Purposefully or on accident? I'm curious now that you say that on either one, purpose or accident. I was thinking I, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to... I was thinking purposeful. Purpose. There's this thing in Vietnam <laughs> that's like... What is that, Matt, that you fed me? It was like this... <laughs> This is getting weird. Yeah, no, it's like this weird, like, egg thingy. You know, Inga's favorite dessert. Oh, yes. Oh, no, well, that, I mean, that one is too. I was thinking Balot. Balot? Yeah. Balut? Balut. Balut. You've never had Balut, have you? No, I, I thought about it. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna guess that that counts. <laughs> uh, Balut. Yeah, describe Balut so that everyone everybody knows. knows what Balut is. Balut is like partially developed um, eggs. It's a fertilized bird egg, usually a duck. It's been incubated and then boiled or steamed, and then it's eaten directly from the shell. It is the nastiest looking thing you can ever think of. Yeah, well, according to us, because we're not used to it, but in in places in Southeast Asia, it's common food. Yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently they say it tastes delicious, but yeah. Mm-mm. How is that a dessert? No, not a dessert. Just food. Somebody said it's a dessert. No, no, no. Nobody I was talking dessert. about a different thing that I was thinking. <laughs> oh, about. Oh, 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 yeah. That was and, my fault. And, this is this is more like you'll find it in a soup or like no not well not a soup usually you just eat it by itself so you open the egg and just start eating the duck Ooh. yeah and it's kind of soupy and that's yeah, weird so is it like an egg consistency ish google it and you can see no you, for those of you, you who want to google it this, looks like a baby duck 
B A that is L U T Balut. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, yeah. So unfortunately, Ben has not tried this yet, and neither have I. For <laughs> and neither will I. <laughs> for similar reasons, probably the same reasons. Is <laughs> it, it just it, it looks gross to us? I think because we're not used to it. But think about it, if you fried it, we'd probably be open to trying it. If you threw it in a fryer and it's a little baby bird, I mean, we eat chickens all the time, fried chicken. I do like things that are fried. Yeah, exactly. Tastes delicious. So, yeah, it's kind of strange though. Okay, so does that round out the list of the strangest things that you would theoretically try to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're changing the <laughs> I actually subject. haven't heard an answer yet. <laughs> Sorry. I, do you, so, Sean, do you have something that you've swallowed that you've regretted? I, I can't think of anything that uh, that fits that category. However, there is one man who learned the hard way that mixing live fish and alcohol is apparently not a good idea. The title of this article is Man Drunkenly Swallows Prickly Catfish After Being Inspired by TV Show Jackass. Case study reports. Apparently, apparently. in the Netherlands, <laughs> this 28-year-old fellow decided after drinking what is... Uh, called an quote excessive amount of beer with his friends and reportedly using ecstasy they began eyeing the nearby aquarium <laughs> and thinking that some of the items in there sounded quite good they started with smaller fish like goldfish who went down rather easily which is what was on the show jackass that's what inspired them is that the, the cast was eating <clears throat> live goldfish and this fellow decided to step things up a notch. What could possibly go wrong by trying to eat a catfish? Well, the creature on its way down apparently put up a fight, extending the spines and sharp barbs located on the dorsal, pectoral, and adipose fins to prevent itself from sliding down his throat. <clears throat> when attacked, the spines on its pectoral fins are also known to release a poison which is generally harmless, according to the report. Yeah, they probably never tested it on throats before, though. It's crazy. The poor bloke tried to put fingers down his throat to induce a gag reflex. Didn't work. Uh, one of his wonderful friends decided to give him the Heimlich maneuver, which was also unsuccessful. <clears throat> oh, hold on, hold on. From the article... Someone administered what the doctors described as wrongly applied Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> Gosh. That is right. That's after, hilarious. after consuming alcohol and ecstasy, no. oh so you can only goodness. only imagine what this scene looked like. Why is he needing to try and have a gag reflex? Is this not just coming naturally? I think well, if I had something lodged in my throat, I would have a cat reflex. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, oh. he was trying to emit a larger one because this was apparently an un- uncomfortable scenario that's working oh. its way out right now. So the man continued to to gag before spewing blood into a bucket. <clears throat> now, you might be thinking, the story can't get any worse. <laughs> yes, these, gen- these geniuses had one more trick to pull out. After several hours of unsuccessfully, <laughs> of unsuccessfully self-applied treatment with more beer, honey, and ice cream... <laughs> <laughs> the patient finally presented himself to the emergency department. Good they had him. to surgically remove this thing from his throat oh. and then take all the spines out. The man is apparently doing fine. For those of you who are worried about him. Keeping track at home. Uh, I'm still worried about him. I think every day he's alive, I'd be worried about him. Oh my gosh. The moral of the story, don't do drugs. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a couple morals to this story. Understand what type of fish you put in your aquarium. And your mouth. <laughs> well, I love that at the end of the article it says, uh, the live science recommends eating fish dead and in bite-sized pieces. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what we have to make sure that is gets gets conveyed here. Ben, any any follow up? You seem bewildered, baffled. You, you know, I mean, we too all too many questions. I feel like we all grew up watching people. You know, when we go to like camp, you know, when we're younger, high school camps, church camps, these sorts of things. Like, there's always like these uh, these dare games, and people have to like swallow goldfish or something. Um, you know, that's terrible, but I just... Is it... So, are there health issues by doing that? By by eating uncooked fish? Sure. Yeah. I would, I would imagine so. I mean, I haven't done a whole lot of research on this, but... There were some health issues for this dude. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. if, if you eat something with poisonous spines on it, I, I just... That seems like a health issue right there, so... I mean, sushi. Sushi's uncooked fish. It is, it is, but it's prepared in a certain way, and it's um, washed yeah. first, at least, yeah. I think. There are some fish, I'm trying to think of the name of it right now, that, like, there's one fish that, if not prepared perfectly, no, will kill you. Puffer fish, isn't yeah. it, like, a type of puffer fish? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, just from a medical point of view, I would say don't swallow live fish. Brilliant! Um... Also, Ben got a second article, and I found this. I, I, it's not enough for a, for a full article, so I just want to put this out here as a public service announcement, really. <laughs> if you have a pet hedgehog, the CDC warns that you should not kiss or snuggle it. Oh, man, that was on my other list. That was for next time. I saved that one. Oh. How do you guys have so many articles? You stole it. It's crazy. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I know. I saw that. I saw that this last week too. Like CDC recommends don't kiss hedgehogs. I'm like, thank you, CDC. They also recommend not kissing turtles. Just as a heads up. And there's a couple other animals: aardvarks, armadillos, aardvark. bats. Does bats. anybody have a pet aardvark or armadillo? I want to meet that person. Or a uh, bat. Let's get them on the podcast. Also, you shouldn't kiss a yak. Very or hairy. someone who is yakking. Ooh. There's a pleasant Ooh. image. Thanks for that, Sean. Um, um, the reason yeah. for this, the CDC warns, is for fear of a salmonella outbreak. Mm. 
uh, out somewhere. I'm seeing where this is. Uh, no, no, no. I think I think just hedgehogs naturally kind of carry salmonella as part of mm-hmm. their gut biome, and so kissing them can potentially transfer that bacteria mm-hmm. into you. So where where they found this, there were at least eleven people in eight states that have recently uh, presented uh, with salmonella, and they found out that ten of those eleven people had recently come into contact with a hedgehog before becoming ill. So here's your public service announcement. Should you have a pet hedgehog or you find a little hedgehog wandering around the sidewalk, do not kiss or snuggle it. Good life advice. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. That is, that is fantastic. How Uh, do people survive in this world? (laughs) Uh, teaser vaccines. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> coming up on our next episode <laughs> Ooh, hot button topic right there so get ready for that one that's coming up next until then I'm Sean Palmer I am Dr. Benjamin Imes I am Matt Imes not a doctor not a duck just a goose Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for our next episode on vaccines. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Fleet Feet Sports in Scottsdale, Arizona. Fleet Feet Sports is a national running shoe company with each location locally owned and operated. Their location here in Scottsdale, Arizona is located off the Pima Princess exit on Loop 101 in Scottsdale, about a quarter mile east of the freeway. They specialize in getting the best fit for every shoe using their Fit ID technology. Their employees are expertly trained and know exactly what they're doing and fitting every person that walks through their doors. I have sent my patients there for about five years for good supportive footwear, and it's where I go for my shoes. If you mention that you heard about them on the Doc Doc Goose podcast, you'll receive $15 off your first pair of shoes and be entered in their awesome rewards program. Thank you for listening to the Doc Doc Goose podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. For more information about the show, visit our website at www.ddgpodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the DDG Podcast. 